Welcome to Federal Insights, modernizing today's federal IT to increase productivity and reduce cost. Sponsored by Pega. Now here's your host, John Gilroy. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Cynthia Stubner, Defense Director and Industry Principal at Pega Systems. How are you, Cynthia? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? You know, when uh, you think of this phrase called no code, um, there's all kinds of different approaches to it. Maybe you can just start off with defining what no code's all about for us. Sure. No code principally uh, is the idea that you can use an interface with drag and drop tools that essentially write the software for you. So there's no coding required. And in fact, what we find is that uh, with the tools and what we call a little bit of a wizard, the so dragging and dropping is the way that you build software where users and coders can work together and take a look at exactly what they're trying to accomplish from start to finish. So if we were just to walk up to someone in the street and, and talk about this no code, they may have some kind of a concept of uh, repositories of libraries where developers just grab code and cut and paste it in. Is that what no code is? In a rough sense, I would say yes it is. In fact, uh, with the drag and drop tools that Peggy uses, you can define exactly what kind of process you're looking at from start to finish move those interfaces and, and uh, interchanges around and actually uh, develop a process, develop an entire application from start to finish without ever touching the underlying code beneath it. And so Pegasystems would provide a, a framework or a platform for the, this no-code approach. Correct. Now, it's amazing, I went to your uh, Twitter feed this morning from Pegasystems mm -hmm. and I saw applications for medical, for automobile, for insurance, for agriculture, for desktop usage, for user interface improvement. It seems to be a very flexible tool. It's an absolutely flexible tool. It's incredible how uh, some of our customers have used our platform and our applications to make all kinds of adjustments and improvements around their entire legacy system environment. So is there a limit to the type of apps you can use or, or maybe how it scales? No. In fact, Pega is one of the leading no-code platforms from a scalability standpoint. We are supporting the U.S. 2020 Census, which is going to be touching up to 137 million households. And the great thing about our no-code platform is that, unlike a lot of our competition, when you take the no-code platform and, and work within those tools and systems, you can integrate into all different kinds of legacy systems that run and process transactions at fractions of a second. I like to tell people that they shouldn't major in the minors. They shouldn't worry about the details. And when I went to your website this morning, the, the three words I nodded down was design thinking. So it's a design thinking approach to be flexible and, and still be adaptable. Right, exactly. And so what we, we've tried to, to do is really focus on looking at things from an outcome perspective, part of what design thinking is all about. What are you trying to accomplish and what is the outcome you hope to achieve? And then you take a look at how to best define that process in order to achieve that outcome. You know, in information technology, there's buzzwords and the phrase of the day and all kinds of things that pop up. And, and currently what's trending now is artificial intelligence and AI. Mm -hmm. But I, I get the suspicion that this no-code platform is, is also trending, isn't it? Absolutely. It is, it is one of the latest, I'll say, buzzwords, for lack of a better description, in the technology industry today. So how does this fit in with uh, proprietary software and open source software? And, and does, it, does it box out certain applications for the end user? In fact, it does the exact opposite. For the Pega platform, we can integrate with just about any environment that you have out there and provide a, an overarching layer that helps to modernize by reaching into the legacy systems, pulling out the appropriate data and the interfaces that you need to create in order to ex expand beyond one siloed set of data and across an entire system to touch processes and integrate those processes across the system. 
And then on top of that, what it does is as your systems become old and outdated and, and you want to deprecate those, you can deprecate, deprecate those underneath without touching the overarching uh, PEGA platform. And that's a key consideration, a layered approach that allows you to be flexible, not only today, but also for systems proposed in the future. Absolutely. We talk about build, build for the future and <clears throat> future-proof your systems. And really what we're talking about there is the, providing the flexibility to the uh, underlying environment so that as things change, as processes change, as desires, as regulations change, you can leverage your, your PEGA platform to adopt to those uh, interchanges and also bringing in new software, new legacy systems as, as the, uh, uh, as the bring in new legacy systems as your organization warrants. Well, you're here in Washington, D.C. If you go across the river, there's this thing called the Pentagon there, and they get millions of tax every day. So what about security in Pegasystems? One of the nice things about Pegasystems is that we can operate within your existing IT environment. So we can adopt and, and adhere to all of the existing IT security requirements that you have. We have been, <clears throat> excuse me, as I said, we have been working with lots of government organizations over the years. And one of the things we found is that regulations, especially security rules and requirements, change for different organizations, change for different countries. And so we, we have a platform that can operate within that environment and adjust to your security requirements as necessary. We can also offer what we call cloud choice, where if you choose to use that legacy system and integrate with the Pega system outside of your environment, we can support that from a security standpoint as well. No, if we go uh, to the Wayback Machine, go back five years, the trending term was cloud and cloud non-premise. And so many people are thinking, well, well is, is Pega going to limit us to the cloud or, the pre or how does that work? No. In fact, as I just mentioned, Pega chooses to be as flexible as possible and we have what we call cloud choice. So if you want to build your first application, your first set of applications within the Pega platform on-premise, we're happy to do that and happy to make that work for you. And then if you choose to migrate to the cloud at a later date, you can absolutely do that within the Pega environment and the Pega platform. If you want to go cloud first, you can certainly do cloud first. And we have a either on your your cloud or our cloud, you can deploy either way. Let's uh, reflect back on this concept of design thinking and design thinking approach. In the commercial world, uh, the objective is profit. We know that. Now, for a federal agency, the objective may be uh, uh, reaching the agency's goals for that year. So, can this systematic approach actually assist in agencies reaching their goals? Absolutely. Our idea is to help you sit down with, with your entire uh, business user community, your stakeholder community, and try to understand what is your specific mission? What is the agency trying to accomplish? Whether it has to do with producing financial information, whether it involves procurement information, supply chain, whatever the case may be, and really map out that process accordingly. Because in the end, regardless of whether you're a commercial entity or you're a government, processes are processes. And the whole point is to try to develop those processes to get to an end result that you're trying to achieve. And that's what Pegasus Software is really the best in the industry at doing. In the early days of the internet, there was a phrase called uh, being platform agnostic. And it was a real powerful phrase, and that's a lot of open source cut in. And so it looks like your platform can allow for deployment of that concept of being platform, oh, I don't care what, open source, fine, proprietary, fine. We allow you to uh, use whatever you choose. Absolutely. Again, our whole goal here is to be as flexible as possible to enable you to future-proof your environment using our platform. Um, so by future-proofing, what you mean is that your existing system is uh, built in and designed for uh, expectations of future change. For example, there may be uh, IoT devices or sensors unthought of today that could be important in three years for a large federal system. Absolutely. 
what we try to accomplish within PEGA is to think about today as well as the future. And so really, what, when you look at considering what your automation is, automation for the sake of automation doesn't really solve a problem. Automating an existing process that doesn't achieve the intended outcome isn't really solving a problem. What we're focused on is taking a look at what you're trying to achieve, what you want to accomplish today, but also make sure that there's a flexibility there for the future. We support the GM OnStar program, and that's an existing environment in which more than 3,000 different sensors, I believe, are, are pulled into that, that uh, <coughs> platform uh, for, for GM. And the PEGA software is what powers the predictive maintenance to go ahead and identify when there might be a problem and then who's available to help you solve that problem. That's just going to become bigger and bigger and bigger over time. My guest today is Cynthia Stubner, Defense Director and Industry Principal, Pegasystems. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Modernizing Today's Federal IT to Increase Productivity and Reduce Cost. Sponsored by PEGA on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. High-risk programs, information silos, and disconnected government experiences are a thing of the past. PEGA transforms your organization from digital chaos to streamlined digital automation. PEGA's no-code software includes artificial intelligence, robotic automation, and a unified government-ready platform. PEGA empowers your employees, streamlines your operations, and delivers personalized experiences to the right people at the right time. Now that's digital transformation done right. Learn more at pega.com government. Welcome back to the discussion, Modernizing Today's Federal IT to Increase Productivity and Reduce Cost. Sponsored by PEGA on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. My guest today is Cynthia Stubner, Defense Director and Industry Principal, PEGA Systems. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. Well, when you think about a no-code platform and traditional way software has been developed, you know, um, can this uh, innovation, can this no-code system actually save me money? Can it save money for our federal listeners? Yes, it can. Yes, it can, John. In fact, more than 75% of government IT today is really spent maintaining existing software. So that's not software that is trying to do something new or trying to accomplish something new. It's just to maintain systems that in some respect have been around since the 1950s. And quite frankly, well before citizens that, that you and I are who do banking online and want to engage with their phone or whatever digital device they currently have. Updating those applications is bigger than a transformation. It's, it's such a huge heavy lift, but transformation can be very risky. And when you're talking about legacy systems with data that, ha that can have privacy rules around it or very sensitive nature, it's important to understand that how you do that transition can actually really affect what's going on with the government. More importantly, it can really affect how you change the way the government is doing their own business. And Pega's platform, one of the best things about our platform is that you do not have to rip out and replace a legacy system in order to leverage our software to make your engagement with the citizen better and more fruitful. In fact, what we've done at the Veterans Affairs uh, Financial Services Center is build an application called Invoice Payment and Processing, which allows for a unified online invoice certification system that the VA's Financial Services Center uses to process all payments on behalf of the medical facilities nationwide. This system has led to a timeliness of vendor payments of nearly 100% while reducing invoice processing by 33%. The VA has the second largest invoice processing system in the federal government and processes $14 billion worth of invoices annually. That's not only time, but money. 
In uh, the world of software development, changing new systems, they always talk about iteration and iterate this. So how does your system impact the iterative approach to software development? The nice thing about our system is it's built with flexibility in mind. So as you take a look at modernizing a certain set of processes, you lay, lay that platform out above those legacy systems. As you iterate and change what the process is, is trying to accomplish, our software can, with the no-code approach, help you adjust and, and move software through a drag-and-drop approach in a useful wizard to really change that process if necessary, change your interfaces if necessary, or change the interface to an underlying uh, legacy system that gets retired over time. So you're not locked in, but more importantly, you have the flexibility to, to, to move around as your organization changes, no matter what the underlying legacy systems are. A lot of people are not comfortable with the lift and shift approach. It looks like uh, your system may allow to, uh, to make a transition that is not shocking to the end user, where the UIX can be improved while relying on the back end of one system and making the transition make it easier. It's, uh, it's difficult just to, to transition that way. In fact, um, uh, the, the, word that I use, the word I use all the time is, is suffering from the cost of existing development. 75% is spent on that, and that's not making any progress at all. No, not at all. In fact, what we're finding around the globe, not only here in the United States, but, but worldwide, is governments realizing that the heavy burden of that maintenance of software systems is really crippling their budget, especially from an IT standpoint. And when you have the pressure of citizens who want to engage with their government agency, just like they engage with their service providers, uh, banks or, or <coughs> claims processing, it's really incumbent upon the governments to take that leap and move forward with modernization to, to over time deprecate that 75% spend on IT and really focus on the core missions that the governments are there to, to support the citizens. I'm going to use a, uh, an emotional word here. The word is automation. And some people run from that word. Some people embrace it. It's difficult, especially when you have an environment with mixed systems, open source. And in the federal government, uh, look at the VA. That has to be locked down and secure, especially with personal information. So, so how does automation fit in with an uh, approach like no code? Well, automation for automation's sake isn't really what is progress, in my opinion. We take a look at what outcomes you're trying to accomplish. You take a look at what your current environment and processes are. And then we figure out what is the best approach to, to move forward with our, with our platform as your overarching layer that helps to modernize and engage touch points across the system. So really what you're looking at doing is not only automating what you were doing, but helping to automate what you may be doing in the future. And really it's about designing a process that you can then automate using the software so that your employees and engage with their stakeholders and citizens in a more effective and mission-oriented approach. When you deal with teenagers, you deal with unintended consequences for certain things that happen. But it looks like you have a no-code platform that can allow for flexibility, but I think the unintended consequence is that it could have impact in the world of HR, can't it? I mean, all of a sudden, you can bring people into your organization that not necessarily have four years of uh, coding training. So it gives flexibility as far as just different types of people involved in the system. Absolutely. The great thing is that with no code, the business user becomes the driver of the requirements and also the builder of the system. So it empowers those business users, the people that know the mission best. In the traditional software development environment, you often used to put together a list of requirements based upon what users would want. Those requirements would then be thrown over the, the fence, so to speak, and given to uh, computer scientist geniuses, quite frankly, but people who did not understand the environment in which they were building software to work. And they would come back with some software, 
and the users would take a look at it and they would say, well, it works for, hit, for this, but it doesn't work for that. And that was a back and forth iterative process that often took a lot of time, spent a great deal of money, and the end result was not exactly what anybody was looking for. The great thing about no code is that the business and IT work together to come up with the outcome that they, they choose and, and really boils down to simply a user can u has built the software they plan to use. In the early days of agile software development, they talked about a uh, software developer actually sitting down with an end user and coming back with the requirements going back and forth. Well, this is not binary anymore, is it? No. It's like, okay, if, if the end user himself can't communicate what he needs, he can or she can actually see what they need, and all of a sudden that eliminates the step of communication because that, that whole idea of gathering requirements can be done uh, in an error-filled manner. <laughs> Absolutely, it's one of the best things about making software development more not only more accurate, but but more efficient. It's it's a little bit, if you think about it from the standpoint of we used to go to the car dealership and buy a car, whatever was on the lot. Now you configure the car that you want, you order it online and you go pick it up. This is this is an acceleration of how you purchase a car today. And this is no code is an acceleration of how you build software for tomorrow. I deal with a lot of people involved with launching rockets and satellites. And uh, their concept of an accurate number is way different from my concept of an accurate number. <laughs> yes. And when they talk about accuracy, so even if a um, uh, person uh, uh, gathering requirements would write down accurate number, it could mean two different things for two different people, for the end user, the line of business, versus a software developer, and you'd have a delay in the software project because of that understanding. Exactly. There's a translation error is the way I used to always like to describe it. And the truth is that we can say the same thing, but we can mean two different things. With our software and our no-code platform, you map out a process and all of the users, the stakeholders, which includes IT, are sitting there at the same time. So you get the definitions down pat so that everyone's clear on exactly what you're trying to accomplish before you press the button to hit the code and write it. So instead of developer and user, maybe your uh, split is back office and front office, Tat? Is that a split for you? That is a good way to think about it, really, because what you're trying to accomplish is uh, users are usually front office people. Back office tends to be a, a software developer, some sort of um, IT provider. And what you're really trying to do is bring those two people together so you're unifying the front and the back office and making it one environment that builds the software that everybody can use. So there's not going to be a disconnect between software developers and finance people or software developers and uh, the actual end users or uh, even the HR people. No, they sit at the same table. That's good. That's Best way to do it to save money. My guest today is Cynthia Stubner, Defense Director and Industry Principal, Pegasystems. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Modernizing Today's Federal IT to Increase Productivity and Reduce Costs. Sponsored by Pega on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. High-risk programs, information silos, and disconnected government experiences are a thing of the past. PEGA transforms your organization from digital chaos to streamlined digital automation. PEGA's no-code software includes artificial intelligence, robotic automation, and a unified government-ready platform. PEGA empowers your employees, streamlines your operations, and delivers personalized experiences to the right people at the right time. Now that's digital transformation done right. Learn more at PEGA.com government. Welcome back to the discussion, Modernizing Today's Federal IT to Increase Productivity and Reduce Costs. Sponsored by PEGA on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. My guest today is Cynthia Stubner, Defense Director and Industry Principal, PEGA Systems. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. We've been talking about no-code approach for software development for federal agencies. 
One question that our viewers and listeners may have is, well, what about documentation? That's a very good question, John. With the PEGA platform, not only is our environment a no-code environment, meaning that we allow user, business users and IT to work together to develop software through a drag-and-drop approach, but we also generate documentation as the software is being built. So you always understand what the processes you're trying to automate, where it connects to, and, and what the legacy system is all about. And as changes are made within that software using that platform, those, that is documented as well. So it's, I wouldn't say it's audit-proof, but it enables an environment where auditors and people who, users who are looking at user documentation have a clear understanding of what the system is all about. You mentioned the VA earlier, and when you look at just the medical community itself, it's hard to predict what's going to happen in the next few years. There could be increased expenses for something like uh, acupuncture that wasn't even considered in the initial development, or there could be uh, new types of uh, drugs in the horizon that are developed, or new cures that are not even imagined now. And so it may be very difficult to come up with a system that can anticipate that and flex into that. Right, absolutely. And so one of the things that is a huge differentiator for PEGA systems is our situational layer cake. Essentially what this boils down to is understanding the underlying processes of an organization and what is common across those. When we talk to customers, we usually find that initially they talk about how they have hundreds or almost thousands of different processes. You know, I've got 700 different processes and each one requires its own application. But when you really start to peel back the onion and talk to those customers, you find out that actually they've got maybe 10 distinctly different processes, but 70 different variations. And given the the limitations of legacy systems, each one required its own application. PEGA takes a layered approach and takes a look at what's common across those processes and outlines those common areas. And then it adds on layers to account for differentiation or variations. A great example is actually AIG, one of our commercial customers who processes claims across the world. Now, the basic process for processing insurance claims is very similar regardless of where you are globally. However, Different countries have different rules, they have different regulations, they even have different currencies. And so PEGA's, PEGA's platform enables you to take a layered approach to account for the differences in those regulations across the world and build different elements to those applications in a layered approach. And so you can have one application that covers the entire claims processing environment, but at the same time can be used across the world. This can be used for an organization like the VA where there, if there is a new cure or a new treatment that is approved, you can easily add that into the existing payment processing system without going down deep and having to recode or, or re reconnect systems. I think in a large federal agency, people can get emotionally attached to processes. We've already done this way, and they may have 50 or 60 different applications they have to have for each step of the way. And what happens is someone, maybe a detached person, come in and, and uh, tell them what to do. If you look at the world of um, uh, people who write for the theater, they call it killing their darlings. <laughs> and it's emotional, it's hard to do because you have right. 15 characters and some have to, not all can be part of the play. But not all can be part of making a system more efficient. So one way to make this existing code more efficient is to, to, to isolate and maybe see different themes and emphasize those themes within programs. That's absolutely the case. And the nice thing is that when it, with a platform, a no-code platform like Pega, what we can do is bring in that business user, the person that is actually really tied to that particular system and help them design a new process that makes band outside of their existing system into other areas. And so they become part of the ownership of the process, they become part of the ownership of the new system, and therefore they have a better stake in what's going on across the agency. And more importantly, they're able to focus on more mission critical items 
as they understand how to automate those underlying processes that have been so difficult and, and in, some, in some instances very, very wrenching to, to adjust. So Cindy, I've been doing interviews here on Federal News Radio for 10 years, hundreds of companies. Many of those companies aren't around anymore. <laughs> when you yes. look at Pega, really you have a, a long-term stake in this business, don't you? We do. We've been around for over 35 years, and it gives us a really unique and I would say wise perspective. A lot of people talk about technology, uh, tech buzzwords such as um, uh, mainframe or client server. We've been around for all of it, and one of the key things that our, our founder and CEO, Alan Treffler, is focused on is enabling people to really change the way they build software. That is our ultimate mission, and this is the no-code platform is what's accomplishing that mission, quite frankly. Let me go back to this concept of front-end and back-end. How does Pegasus system look at the front-end and back-end in maybe a, a sample federal system? One of the nice things is that with the business users and the IT users all together developing a software through a drag-and-drop approach, you actually get an understanding of what the backside of the software is trying to accomplish and, and where, the co where, where the underlying processes will, will interface with the legacy systems. And the business user, the front-end user, the person that will actually be interfacing with that system gets to help design the UI accordingly. So as you take a look at how that system is being built, everyone is getting kind of, I'll say, uh, providing some input into what the system will look like. And it ties the back office and the front office together. So you no longer have throwing, throwing um, requirements across the wall and hoping things come back the way you want them to. You actually get to configure that front end the way you like. In the world of cloud and, and storage in the cloud and systems on-prem and, and hybrid systems, uh, does this front end, back end still apply to systems like that? Absolutely. In fact, um, the, the nice thing about the Pega platform with the cloud choice option is that whatever you build on-premise, you can migrate to the cloud. And with over 35 years of experience, we, we were around before cloud was really a concept, let alone a delivery environment for, for operating um, software in the digital age. And so we know what it is like to migrate old legacy systems and interfaces to those legacy systems uh, in operating 30 years ago to today. So we've provided an environment that allows for that kind of migration and, and options to, uh, to keep you ahead of the curve and, and operating in an environment that you're looking to operate in. And if you choose to move back, and we've had some customers who do that, they move back from the cloud into back into on-prem because of either security requirements, a changing of the, of the way that they're, they need to do business or how they need to engage with their stakeholder. In the, uh, the medical world, they talk about outcomes and outcomes improvement. But it seems like if you, if you look at Pegasystems from a detached perspective, it can take a holistic approach to improving outcomes for an agency. So for a commercial world, it can increase profit. For an agency, it can help them improve their goals, which could be financial as well. Absolutely. And I think I, I, think I speak for a lot of people within the federal government, friends of mine that have worked in the government for years, that would say that their goal as far as mission is concerned is to really try and enable the citizen to do what the citizen needs to do and, and support that citizen any way they possibly can. So when you focus on outcomes, you really get down to the heart of the matter and you can really streamline the process so that those folks can no longer have to worry about some of the manual processing that those legacy systems required and they can in fact turn around and focus on the core mission of their agency. I'd like to thank today's guest, Cynthia Stubner, Defense Director and Industry Principal, Pegasystems. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, and you're listening to Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Digital Transformation. 
thank you for listening to Federal Insights, modernizing today's federal IT to increase productivity and reduce cost. Sponsored by Pega on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. The entire program can be found on demand at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Digital Transformation. High-risk programs, information silos, and disconnected government experiences are a thing of the past. PEGA transforms your organization from digital chaos to streamlined digital automation. PEGA's no-code software includes artificial intelligence, robotic automation, and a unified government-ready platform. PEGA empowers your employees, streamlines your operations, and delivers personalized experiences to the right people at the right time. Now that's digital transformation done right. Learn more at pega.com government. 